When you're not opening presents this holiday season, try smashing your way through some tricky chocolate-coated levels on Candy Crush Saga. In between dinner and dessert, switch and match. During one of Uncle Mike's long stories, master the candy. There are thousands of levels to play in the all-time favorite classic match three game. Get that sweet feeling this holiday with Candy Crush Saga. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play for free. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and financially knowledgeable. Today, we're going to question the recession. Everywhere I look, I keep hearing about the next recession. Everywhere. And if I'm hearing it, I know you're hearing it. All the blurbs I'm seeing left and right highlight how to lose the least, but not how to come out ahead. So I thought it'd be good to share our different approaches about how to handle the next recession. So, Sean, Mr. Linda, the Don Dada, can you please share with us how you plan to tackle the next recession? Oh, Derek, you called it right. I am the Don Dada. <laughs> I believe in every economic environment presents an opportunity, Derek. And if you're prepared, you can strike it rich. To me, if planned correctly, a recession means nothing more than a big sale. Who doesn't mm-hmm. like a big sale? He who has the finance to take advantage of the sale wins. In other words, he who has the most toys wins. So let's teach these people how to get some toys, Derek. Get your okay. mind gutter, Derek. I'm not talking about those kind of toys, right? <laughs> Financial toys. Let's get this show popping. What you do in your personal time is none of our concern. Sounds like we have some words of wisdom coming from your many, many years of experience. So we're two black guys with good credit. Stay with us as we question the recession. Matt, take us away. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Let me just start off by saying none of what you hear is coming from an economist. We're just two black guys with good credit, the lady with the facts. We're not CNN. And at MSNBC, none of those people. So just take that as you listen to the rest of our podcast today, okay? So without further ado, I'm going to hand this over to the lady with the facts to give us a little bit of history about recessions. Thank you, Derek. Yes, we're, we're talking recession. And when you look at the history of recessions in the United States, really, they're just a natural part of the business cycle. You know, they're not fun, but it's just a natural part of the economic um, progression. And Mm -hmm. it's the National Bureau of Economic Research that determines when a recession actually starts and ends. Not sure if you knew that, but there's a bureau specifically for that. It's nice Uh, that we get a heads up. Yeah, and then there's also another (laughs) bureau (laughs) of economic analysis that measures what they call the gross domestic product. And that actually defines whether or not we're in a recession or not. The Bureau of Labor Statistics then reports um, the unemployment rate. So these are all the key indicators uh, that they're looking at to decide whether or not we are or are going into a recession or not. Um, There actually have been 17 recessions throughout U.S. history, including the Great Depression. Uh, The Great Recession is the most recent recession, uh, which was due to uh, the subprime mortgage crisis. You may have heard about that in 2008. 
there are many articles and a few movies on it, but uh, it ended uh, the U.S. housing bubble. So, at least we got some type of heads up. That's good to know. It's not right. like they just drop it on us. <laughs> exactly. They've got people, <laughs> people on the ground. So yeah, re- receptions are like to me. They're more. Fu- they're fueled to me by consumer. Consumer consumption, meaning that if we um, if we consume a lot, we're not in a recession. We stop consuming, meaning we stop buying goods or services. We slow down on that. That's what leads to a recession. And a lot of it is, to me, is is built on propaganda and speculation. Like if people get nervous, they don't want to buy, they don't want to shop, they don't want to go and eat. That's what leads to a recession. Even and actually, even imports is also an indicator that leads to a recession. The more we don't import, the less we import. It can all, that can also lead to recession, too. So, hey, what's going on in China can have an effect. Well, that, that's why they're always trying to get us to buy, 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 right? I mean, a, a country that doesn't buy isn't good. They don't want you to just stockpile all your money. So, I mean, think about that. That's why there's always these sales driving things, you know. And as we can imagine, whenever there was a great recession, I'm assuming that they try to stimulate that somehow. So, speaking about recessions... Was there one that was more important than the others? Are we using one as a benchmark or something? Well, great question, Derek. Thanks for tapping me in. Um, So, (laughs) I mean, recessions (laughs) have happened since, I mean, the start of the U.S., but they weren't really tracked until the 1920s. And it was actually the Great Depression of the 20s that actually lasted about 12 months. So that would be definitely one of the, the more significant recessions that we've experienced. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I hear these terms all the time, so I like to think of things in, in a very simple way. So, you know, when I hear the term recession, I like to think of it as when the country's economic growth is taking a recess. So basically, it's just taking a break. Oh, Everyone's on hold. People aren't buying stuff. People are crapping the bed. But that's, that's basically <laughs> how I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look at it from a retail point perspective as well. When sales drop, retail is, is stagnant and people are scared and they're nervous. And that means sellers are looking to sell by any means necessary. So meaning like, think about it. If you, are at a, if you own a retail store and people aren't coming to buy, people aren't, aren't coming, you get nervous. You got bills to make, you got overhead to meet. So you start putting your stuff on sale. This is why it gets back to my theory. If you cash is king during a recession, you can come yeah. out and get stuff on sale and take advantage of it. It's a clearance sale, man. I mean, at, at that point... At that point, everything's dropping. So, I mean, during a recession is the, is the point where it's going to be a, a bear market. And it, it's wide open at that point. So for anyone who doesn't uh, know what a bear market is, it's basically a condition in which uh, securities, so stocks, et cetera, where prices fall more than 20%. Yeah. And Sean, to your point, that a recession also has other indicators, right? We, we talked a little bit about GDP, a big decline in that um, income, unemployment, so in addition to sales dropping and people aren't wanting to buy and then things just going to heck, you also have people losing their jobs. There's people that can't find work for whatever reason or they're having layoffs at companies because people aren't buying. So everything's just going in a tailspin. Yeah, and the, and the market's correcting itself. And usually, mm-hmm. honestly, the people that are getting laid off are the ones that are getting pushed out of the market because the demand for their, the, the demand for their position is no longer there. You know, what they're doing, they may be creating widgets and you need to create triangles, you know, 
or is it just becoming outdated or they're, they're companies that are trying to cut the fat and just stay very exactly. lean. Now, I know we've been throwing this term around quite a bit, and I, I don't think we've really addressed what GDP really is. Uh, so just to define that for everyone, it's I basically it the... Gabrielle Danielle Pauline. No, it's not Three your list of ex-girlfriends, <laughs> and that we're not talking Jesus. that kind of productivity. Uh, <laughs> no, really, people. It uh, basically is very simple. It's the total of all goods and services produced by the U.S. That's simple. So when that's contracted, we know there's you know there's trouble. Mm-hmm. So again, a simple view of this would would be think of the GDP as a sum of all products or services created within the U.S. So everything we produce and we provide in the U.S., we sum it out. And the ins and the outs of GDP is calculated a bit more complicated, but essentially this calculation reflects a country's economic health. So it's really just an indicator of how healthy our economy is. Exactly. If we're producing, things are good. If we're not, things are bad. And, and honestly, with all this production, all this being said, there's a lot of a lot of millionaires that have really grown through a recession. We've talked about prices dropping. So when there's blood in the water, sharks swim. I mean, that, that's it. So they're not always bad. <laughs> if you prepare well yourself, you get ready, you can be good to go. Yeah, as I mentioned, if a prepared recession is, in my opinion, a sale period. However, the recession continue, continues, Derek. This is a catch-22. You could be like going all out, buying all these sales items on sale. You know, it's a recession. I'm getting everything on sale. But people don't remember, too, you may have to carry that cost, that item called carrying cost. Point. And if you, if you put everything you got to buy during a recession period and you can't carry that thing, that's when you could go broke. And this can lead to also consecutive recessionary periods leads to a depression. And this is where people get caught out there. Mm. And if you don't have that capital to manage, if you ain't ready for this, to manage this big game, <laughs> you got it's a big problem because you don't know. You're hoping the recession will not lead to a depression, but it can't. There's no, there's no guarantee. So this is why you have to hedge your bets. I mean, we, we've talked about the depressions. We've talked about recessions. Let's, let's get a little happy. Let's talk about expansion. Okay, so even though you have those periods, you have the periods of economic growth. So I like to think of expansion as the opposite of recession. So if a recession is the economy taking a recess, then expansion would be economy going to class or going to the gym or doing something productive. That's the other simple way I think about it. Uh, And so uh, just so you know, uh, to date, uh, we are actually in the middle of the longest economic expansion in U.S. history. Uh, And just to give you a sense, expansions have lasted on average about 57 months or just shy of five years. That's so when luckily, young bucks. That's, that's when sorry. young bucks, Derek. You guys don't understand. Like you guys. Have that's that's what I'm turn. saying. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like ten years now. I mean, I I was I was in college around those times, so we've seen all of this expansion and everything going up. So everyone's calling for it. You know, they're betting against the table like in craps. You know, they're they're saying that it's going to happen eventually. So these are things to look out for. And along with that, you know, even 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 in these happy times, we're seeing the writings on the wall with unemployment, strikes from different companies. There's a GM strike going on. We've seen labor disputes between some of our airline companies and the writing's on the wall. So just keep an eye out for when these things happen. Derek, we do have to be aware there's great opportunity during a recession, during any kind of economic condition, to be honest with you. But, you know, I just want to reiterate, you know, recessions can turn into depressions very quickly. And if it, and if it, and it can go for three years, five years and there's no, there's no, there could be no sign to ending depending on what's happening, and especially with 
I don't want to say it. We'll talk about it a little bit more, but the leadership that we have <laughs> yeah. now, it's just so unpredictable. Yes, but just to keep it real, two-thirds of Americans are not prepared for a recession, according to a new Go Banking Rates survey. Well, hopefully wow. after today, those numbers of the unprepared people are going to dramatically change because everyone out there is definitely listening and they're not going to fall into that. Bucket. Of course they are. Yeah, exactly. right. We're, ready. we're, we're staying doing. ready. We're, we're keeping, we're getting you prepared. This is what this show is about. We're giving you the news. Now we're going to tell you how to get ready and how to prepare for this, this hurricane that could come your way. <laughs> so everyone, it's two black guys with good credit. We're here to question the recession. You heard it here. A recession can turn into a depression or we can keep riding to the wheels fall off. We just don't know yet. And that's the state that we're in today. So stay tuned with us. It's two black guys with good credit. We're here to question the recession. Matt, take us away. NickNightDirect.com is a fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to NickNightDirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T Direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of NickNightDirect.com and you have my word. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We're here talking about the current state of affairs. What's going on? What's going on? So, hey, wait, 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 our- wait. That's my main man, Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Oh, I'm that's all for these times. <laughs> you know what, Sean? This is the first time I have to give him Derek, where it is actually, uh, I guess, I musically it. appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that was deep, Sean. Okay, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Um, in our current environment, many economists believe that an impending recession is near. We talked about it. If you gamble enough and you keep rolling sevens, eventually you're going to crap out. That's exactly what people are thinking is going to happen to our current economy. Job outlooks, market conditions, everything else can't just keep riding high. So everyone's betting against the table. And that's all you're hearing on the news left and right. You know, one of the first things I, 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 I learned when I moved to America is that we Americans have very short-term memory. We don't remember anything <laughs> <Yeah>. yesterday. <laughs> and, I, I, and I remember in the 90s when I started working, you know, uh, you know I, was, I was working at Wall Street by the age of 10. You know, you do the math. And, um, <laughs> Let's not lie to the listeners like that. And we all thought that, honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. We all got, you know, decent salaries, and we just thought we'd just keep rising our salaries and keep doubling and. By the time we hit 40, everybody would be making like a half a million to a million dollars a year or you've kind of failed. We were just all on this trajectory, like the, the salary would keep doubling, the economy would keep bursting, and we're just going to all do it. But that's what we, we came into, this booming economy, this whole Y2K.com IPO type era. And they say millennials are not you. Jeez. Okay. And then, right. yeah. And then it, it, history is repeating itself. And then 2008 came and the housing bubble crashed everything. And guys that I know that I thought had millions of dollars in the bank were broke. They didn't even save. They were just living and spending what they had because they just felt that this time would never end. Lucky I, I got into real estate myself, so I was able to survive. But, you know, I, I just see history repeating itself and nobody's talking about it. That sounds like a very familiar story. I think I've heard that from my grandparents. I've heard that from my parents. That, Listen, that just keeps happening. Put me in a generation with your grandparents. I'm, I'm, not I'm just. Grandparents. I'm, 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 I'm just saying the story sounds familiar. Dude, 
That's if you if you cool. find a little bit of ageism, maybe you know, I, I can't speak to that. You know, that's that's you. But <laughs> I mean, we we see the same thing here. You know, as Lenny, we see the same thing of what you saw before. We we see a strong housing market. There's jobs, albeit strikes of jobs, but there are jobs, and the interest rates we're seeing are complete opposites of that. So they're still all time lows, but everything else is going higher. So it's a it's a weird dynamic that we're seeing going on. And actually, as an adult, I can't even remember when nationwide savings were over three percent. Everything wow. I've seen, it's, it's fighting for a two percent interest rate in the savings account. So all this stuff about you know getting a CD, like who wants to get a CD for two two and a half percent? It's ridiculous. I can't even remember that stuff. And mortgage rates have been the same for about the last six years or so. And I know because I've been checking them. So I, I'm not really seeing a, a lot of things that would make me feel optimistic. So I can see why a lot of people fear what's going on in the market. They're just a little bit nervous. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't consider myself, you know, one of those people that a conspiracy theory person. But there's something <laughs> going on. There's something stirring, you know. And I, Is that I not a conspiracy theorist? Is, is that not I what think, they think? You know, hey, you, they just spotted a UFO like uh, <laughs> a couple a couple years ago, and that came public. Now there are unidentified flying objects in this in this universe. So hey, anything is possible right now. And I I, I think it's the, like there's a big setup with these politicians, these people, the Feds, the, like because like you said, during these times, interest rates are supposed to be going up, not going down. And I think they're really trying to keep us out of the loop and so we don't panic. Because if we panic, the market will then really crash. But with right. so much, like, you can't ignore the political unrest, not just in the U.S. We're living in a global economy, not just in the U.S., in Britain, in Iran, the European Union, and even what just happened in Saudi Arabia. Like, these are all things that, that trigger to me, like, something's about to burst. Yeah, I've seen Pelham one, two, three. Ironically enough, and this is what it's reminded me of: one person kind of dictating the market and then buying up. We've seen it. Wait, wait, say one person. It. You should have been. You should. You didn't use the right verb. One person tweeting the market. Oh, I mean, but that's that. That's what we're seeing. I've, I've been lucky enough to grow up with social media and and seeing the global economy happen. But now I, I have to say, I have to agree with you, man. I, it gets worrisome when you can see some person making a tweet, making a comment, and all of a sudden that can drastically change the money that you have in your retirement account, your brokerage account. It, it's well, it's scary. Well, let me take the big blonde elephant out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Our president and how scary it is because his tweets do dictate not only the U.S. market, but the global market as well. And this is what, you know, textbooks don't, don't teach us. For example, Mexico provides U.S. with a substantial amount of fruit and vegetables. And, it is, and, it, and it's constant threat of closing the border and not letting anybody in. You know how much an apple would cost after that? You know how much a banana, a, a grapefruit? A Mexico supplies all the avocados. How much avocado is going to cost if we close the border? Because I don't know where that avocado is coming from. Not my avocados! <laughs> <laughs> so Chipotle is going to get more expensive. Moe's is going to get more expensive. Exactly. Uh, buy Coca-Cola, I guess, because you can't eat healthy. You know, it's, it's all dictated. Oh, it's crazy. And, you know, I, I, you know not to, to, give, to give him somewhat of a comp, I, I admire that he's standing up china to a certain extent because china is was bootlegging our stuff for years and we couldn't do anything about it so i i understand where he's going but to the extent of it and how china is retaliating retaliating it, it it's horrible it's it's scary like i have a shipping business and my fedex rep just came to my store last friday and he was telling me how many businesses have closed down because 
China was their supplier. And it's not like they can just get on the phone, like call somebody in Vietnam. Oh, now I'm not, so China no longer supplies. Can you supply to me what China was supplying to me at the same price? Or let me try, let me try Afghanistan. Or let me try another country. It doesn't really work like that. These are established relationships, and now they're hitting with these duties and tariffs that they just can't afford it, and businesses are closing down because of it. You're right. And I thought, yeah, sorry, Derek. Um, I thought it might be interesting to our listeners uh, just to hear a few examples of uh, the president's uh, false statements and how detrimental yeah, they can be. Absolutely. Before you say that, Dion, you know, I didn't even mention the untruths are even the scariest part of everything because we're going. Markets are being dictated on stuff that is blatantly not true. So, yeah, talk about it, Dion. Yeah, yeah. You got them amped up today. You, you got them <laughs> amped up. <laughs> Let me give you a few little ditties. Um, speaking of Mexico, he said uh, that they took 30% of our automo- automobile business. Untrue. And that's according to PolitiFact Wisconsin on Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019. Uh, the fact that no U.S. plants closed and moved to Mexico. Okay, just to be clear. Uh, U.S. farmers are receiving $16 billion out of the tariffs that we've gotten from China. False. That's, again, PolitiFact, Wisconsin. That was just August 2nd, 2019. The next one is, yesterday we had the strongest dollar in the history of our country. (laughs) False. (laughs) And that was just on August 22nd. 2019. That's, oh, that's in less than one month. Okay, that's three. But guys, guess what? This year, there, he had over 12,000 tweets, according to <laughs> factchecker.org. In one year? He lied. That in is one 13 year. times a day. I don't that tweet he that is much. Putting yeah, out that's crazy. Falsehoods. And guess who's paying them? We are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get too political, but this blonde elephant is driving me crazy. Just think about it, right? This is what I've thought about. If he wins the election and he is in president for the next four years, and he knows he can only be a two-term president, and he doesn't, he's not trying to win votes any longer because he can only be a two-term president, you think he's done some crazy things now, but imagine what he's going to do when he really doesn't have to impress anybody. It's going to be very scary. That's and, a very the, grim thought, actually. And, and, okay. and the, 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 the worst part of that is the, maybe, the speculation on, hold on, part. Hold on, hold on, Derek. And if he doesn't get reelected, mm. how will the economy look? Both sides are, are, are scary to me because the correction is going to be crazy. And, and that was the point I was getting to, right? It, it's all speculative. So people don't necessarily do things on fact, but they do things on speculation. If, if someone hints that something's going on, that's going to sway a market. If somebody alludes to something, that's going to sway the market another way. Because most people do things based on speculation rather than fact. And as Dion told us, it, it doesn't have to be factual for things to occur. I mean, the, so, so take that side out of it. With what happened in Saudi Arabia with the oil fields, that's another issue, right? Because now we're talking about gas, what we need for transportation across the entire country, what ordinary families need to get back and forth to work, that added burden. 
that's another big indicator of things that could occur. We, we don't know if there's going to be any retaliation behind that. So there are so many factors going on here. The world is sitting on eggshells thinking, what is the reaction going to be? How is it going to affect oil prices? And how is it going to affect the overall economy? Just that alone could sink the economy. And this is what I'm telling you, like a recession could be right around the corner. But there's so many indicators that say how when history looks back at this time, how did you not know it wasn't coming? How did you not know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took out the oil fields. You had your president that was tweeting like the books. Are like, what are these people crazy? They didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to like it when we look back on this and everyone's like, you, you, you couldn't tell. And we're just like, yeah, well, we didn't know. It seemed like it was wrong. We just kept we just kept rolling the dice. Exactly. But, I don't know how I'm explaining this to my grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> not to switch topics, but let's not let's not forget about the increase in student loan debt. I know I keep harping on this, but it's still impacting the generation that preceded me. And it looks like it may even start impacting the generation behind me. I know All I, I got to say people is burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it. <laughs> You're going to feel the burn? Bernie wins the election, we don't have a problem, okay? Bernie, 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 Bernie. <laughs> but once again, it's speculation. I, I honestly think student debt is trending to minimize. I think people are getting it and people are thinking that over. I think the cost of education has peaked and people are understanding that it's an overpriced proposition and that we need to do something about it. I have confidence that that will self-correct itself over time. I truly believe that. I disagree. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I, it seems like one of these things that they'll keep riding and they'll keep riding and they'll keep riding until it's a house of cards, you know? And then when it finally gets to be an issue, then maybe they'll do it. But even, I, even taking student loans off the table, take them off the table. You still got the cost of housing that is outpacing um, income. You've got the, the high price of medical care. And then one that people aren't talking about enough is the growing price of child care. Child cares or mortgages now per child. So, I mean, everything is just rising. And even though inflation, according to a lot of economists, hasn't been that high over the last several years, that's the only thing lagging is income. Well, Derek, you know, you're, the, you're the young buck that runs down the hill. I'm the old buck that walks down the hill and sees everything, right? <laughs> So let the old buck tell you about the, the, the thing. These have been problems for the, for a very long time, and they correct yourself. Everybody's always been complaining about the cost of daycare, the cost of this, and the market corrects itself on these things. I think the big issues are what the problem is. I think I know you may think so because this is new to you. You know, you in the last thing. But for us, we've seen these cycles, and it's corrected itself. We've always had those basic issues to resolve, but we haven't had a tweeting president, oil fields blowing up this global economy that somebody's now trying to turn into uh, more, no longer unglobalize the economy. You know, these are things that are just like huge. I'll give you that. And um, the other thing we haven't talked about is, you know, depending how things go, whether it's the stock market plunging, um, Americans, their retirement savings, you know, they really can take a beating. Um, so if you can't even live day to day, but then you've also lost your security in the future, um, it's a really scary thing, as you said. Um, in the last recession, uh, the nation's 401ks and RAs lost about $2.5 trillion. Um, and that was in the last half of 2008 alone. So Jeez, it's right. something to definitely be mindful of. And that's why we want to get you questioning the recession and get ready now. 
It's so true what you said, Dion, because I remember in times, people don't wake up until their retirement account starts to do it. They're like, oh my God, now we're in a recession. <laughs> That's when people wake up when they're like, the oh one God, time it's good to be young. You know, I don't have to worry about that right now. I'm, I'm contributing, oh, but things swing. Be careful you know. what you say, young man. Be careful I, what you I'm say. Just Old is right around the corner. You don't know when it's going to hit you. But you're closer. Be careful what you say. Let, let me know about it. You're closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> As, you're, as in everything, the market will correct itself one day, Derek. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. So, people, don't let your bank accounts go dry. Don't go broke when you don't have to. Keep your eyes open because the writing is on the wall. Just stay with us as we question the recession. We're two black guys with good credit. Matt, take us to commercial. This commercial break is brought to you by Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art, and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories, and art are a definite must-see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com. So, people, we're still here. We're still questioning the recession. We talked about the history. We talked about what's going on. Now we're talking what's about what on? we do. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just triggered my Marvin Gaye. I, I, I see. I see. Jeez. So what are we doing? I, I know exactly what I want to do, and I've got my game plan ready. But before before I go too far into that, Sean, what are you doing? What's, what's going on? What, what are you planning? Well, I always like to quote my great granny. Okay. She always says you have to plan for a rainy day. She was right. You need to build into your investment recession-proof strategies. Also, Derek, you know, education is a key. You got to really adapt to your current environment and see what's trending. Don't get caught up into this blonde elephant coming down saying that, oh, we're going to save your coal jobs because coal (laughs) is no longer in demand. Understand that times are changing and you have to adapt. You have to get these new skill sets like, I really just started this whole social media thing about two years ago because I realized I have to get with it. I don't like gramming, Facebooking, tweeting, digiting, all oh that. Oh, my God. The it, fact he said gramming. <laughs> gramming. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we got to do. Grandpa's so gramming. You got to change and adjust your skill set. You know, and I always like hanging around with young people. My kids teach me so much, and young kids, I learn so much from them. And yet, that's what we got to do. Stay current. That's true. No, that's true. You got to diversify your skill set. You do, you do. And uh, having said that, um, there are what they call uh, recession, I'm sorry, recession-proof, but recession-resistant jobs. Ah, good uh, phrase. Good yes, thing. yes. So uh, jobs like the med- medical profession, you know, people don't stop getting sick, do they? So that's definitely a, a, a profession that you might want to look at shifting into um, if the economy ever takes a nosedive. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Dion. It's all about risk tolerance. If you fear your person that doesn't like risk, just wants to take a safe bet and just cruise through life. And I always don't judge people. Like, seriously, like, everybody defines their own happiness. If you're, if you're really a family-oriented person, you just want to make sure you have a steady paycheck and things are coming in. I think, like Dion just mentioned, those recession-proof jobs are really are good. Great, actually. Because you don't have to worry about the swings in the economy. Just stick yeah. within your budget and you'll be fine. This is this is against a lot of people's thoughts, but I don't think everyone has to be an entrepreneur. Um, I know that's the buzzwords now, and it's great if you want to do that. But for some people, it's, it's just happy going. I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur. I work a W-2 job. I'm fine with it. 
right. it makes me happy. I can provide for my family. And if things were to change, I'd, I'd roll with it. So. Mm-hmm. And you if know? all else fails, you don't want to be a doctor. You can also get into the funeral director business. <laughs> That's another. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> people, again. You went from right? saving people to, oh, God. And then there's IT and there's, you know, teachers in between. So, you know. You um, yeah. I'm an IT guy myself. I, there I, you have it. Credit King. Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, myself, I'm an IT and, and I love it. And as far as that goes, I, I also wouldn't. I wouldn't really get too far into the weeds worrying about what ifs and things like that. You know, uh, I, I see people do a lot of that. What do you think, Sean? Yeah. I mean, I, I always, you got to manage the what ifs because if you become, if you're, if you're too, as I say, you know, bearish and not enough bullish, you don't, you don't get advantage. You don't take advantage of opportunities that are out there. You know, it, and, you know, uh, to me, a, a good indicator, and I've always learned a lot, but I've seen a lot of ideas and opportunity, but so you pay attention to the news, but you're not going to become obsessed with it. You know, right. if, if, you know, if it's, if it's going to rain in, in California, you live in New York, you don't need to walk with an umbrella. You know, if, <laughs> and if you're, if you're overexposed, <laughs> meaning your job is directly defect, affected by a recession, that means you need to have, make sure you try to work on multiple streams of revenue, other mm-hmm. opportunities, because you want to just cover yourself in case the, the, the market turns itself and, and planning for that what if. And sometimes, you know, we don't know necessarily what that what if will be. But you just got to make sure that if you have planned for some kind of what if. You know, I'm always over hedging myself, thinking of angles and opportunities. You know, if, if they kick me out of America, I got a house in Barbados. If they kick me out of Barbados, I can my Canada. You know, so I can be bold with my conversation because I have a lot of what ifs. And, and to that point, I, I'm not going to beat myself up over my current situation. So, I mean, right now, I would love to tell you guys that I have five rental properties, three million invested. I receive dividends monthly. I'm all these things you see on TV, but that's not me. Uh, I've got a good savings, work for a job. I'm stockpiling money and I'm just getting ready. I'm gearing up I'm getting my soldiers ready so that once the recession hits, we can go fire and buy up a lot of cheap stuff. That's, that's uh. what we're um, and one, yeah, yeah. I'm going to add to that little um, scenario, because what Sean was saying is pay attention to the news. Actually, some would say turn off the news. And this is why. So consider this mind blowing fact. The largest daily decrease in the stock market was on September 29th, 2008. And if you sold your investments, then you would have missed the largest daily stock market increase in just two weeks later, which is on October 13th, 2008. So and I, I'm going to say something about paying attention to the news that may be totally off topic or some may say it's totally on topic. But Dion and I were fortunate enough to, to meet Barack Obama and we sat with him for about 30, 40 minutes. And when he said he was president, he never listened to the news. Didn't watch the news, still hardly watches the news because he didn't want to affect, he didn't want his decision making being affected by what was trending in the news. He that does not happen anymore. He used to, he used to, well, there you go. He surrounded himself with <laughs> very smart people, he said, and they made decisions that they thought were in the best interest of the American people. Now guess we have what? Our, we have he our called it a lot of hype. We have our current situation where <laughs> all decisions are, are stimulated based off news, off being defensive by, you know. Very reactionary. Reactionary. Mm-hmm. You see the difference. So to add to Dion's point, 
Yes. Do not be obsessed with the news because it can send you thinking about acting like the blind elephant. And, and to Dion's point, try to try to stick to your plan because, you know, Dion said you, if you sold your investments, then when it hit its low, you would have missed one of the biggest gains. So whoever you're dealing with, just stick to your plan. Because if you try to tempt the market, play the market, game the market with speculation, it, it won't work. It, it just it normally doesn't work. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I, and I, we've talked a lot about being defensive in a recession, but, you know, I also want to tell people about being offensive because really and truly millionaires are made in recessionary times. So if you've positioned yourself well during these times, make sure you take advantage of it. Don't be scared of, you know, of investing during a recessionary period. Because if you're in the right position, meaning you have access to credit and you have the reserve, that, that can start building that wealth that you've always dreamed of. Offensive-minded people during recession usually acquire a lot. They, and, and they're in the, when, it, when the market recovers, you're in a really solid position. But just remember, there's a cost to carrying these investments. So just make sure you have that carrying, co- carrying cash as well. Yes. And Sean, to, you know, just to reiterate, positioning, positioning, positioning. And uh, one other way uh, to do so is multiple streams of income. I know we've mm. talked about it more than once. Uh, and thanks to you know, the growing gig economy, there are so many ways to, you know, to create that extra cash reserve that you're talking about. And it could be right. as simple as Craigslist you know, and selling your services there. But be yeah. safe on Craigslist. And be safe. And then there's also <laughs> others like TaskRabbit or Fiverr, you know, just to name a few. You know, but there are so many ways to take your gifts, your talents, and monetize those. Um, so you're not depending on one, one paycheck. And don't beat yourself up too much if you're not there yet. That's definitely a goal to attain. I'm, I'm not at the multiple streams of income yet. I'm, I'm hoping that changes in the near future. But I'm, I'm still sticking true to my, my normal goals, my normal mode of operation, which is keeping my budget keeping normal to my savings goals. But then when the market swings at some point, it will, then I'm going to, you know, pull the trigger with that, you know, still keep your things diversified. So if you take a loss one place, you won't another, you know, you don't want to keep all your eggs in one basket, but you want to be ready. Yes, Derek. I mean, I like the way you, I like the way you move, Derek. Very, very different from the, 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 uh, I guess for, a, you're very wise beyond your years, I guess is what I'm going to say. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. You're very, you know, calculated and very, um, I've never gotten that very, very, we're complimenting me here. Let's not annoy Now, that. now, 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 um, don't get your little panties in a bunch, Sean. I'm just saying <laughs> the young oh, man, anyway. he's very, very, um, I just want people to know, Dion and I grew up in the same city and I don't see, I don't know where she's <laughs> Only sayings from because we grew up in the same cities, went to the same school, and she's talking pennies in a bunch. Like, what Kool Aid were you drinking in the morning? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, you're the one on the gram, the gram, <laughs> right? Don't but what I wanted to, to kind of oh, piggyback Lord. on here, uh, Derek, um, is again these simple things that you can do to, to prepare. It doesn't have to be complex. So, that one other thing is having that emergency fund. You know, it, 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 it does make sense to actually have some savings, you know, for those, you know, rainy days. Uh, as a, a, a rule or a, a typical uh, guidance for how much you should keep on reserve is typically three to six months um, and, and having that easily accessible. Uh, 
Um, if you don't have three to six months, as Derek said, don't get discouraged. Stay, you know, save what you can right now, but just start stick saving. to the plan. Don't be scared to stick to the plan. If you see people doing crazy things, that's fine. But regardless of what you always want to have a buffer zone for yourself. So stick to that plan. And if the recession comes your way and you're figuring out what to do next, you may want to think of these five things to invest in. One of them is core sector stocks during recession. Like I said, stocks are on sale. So you may want to take advantage. And you may even want to get into some more sections of buying like health stocks, like Dion was saying, because those go right back to what we were talking about. They're recession proof. Maybe utilities, because once again, they're recession proof as well. And consumer goods as well. Second, investing in dividend stocks that pay dividends. So you get that passive income that you may need to supplement yourself. Cash Three, back. Cash back. There you go. Three, real estate. I don't need to say no more. It's on <laughs> sale. You're going to get great deals. You may have to ride it out. You may not get the rent, rental income that you need at that time in the recession, but the market will catch itself. Four, precious metals. Bling, bling. Or silver. During the recessionary time, it's always good to hold gold or silver, right? And number five, my favorite, the one of all that you need to be is investing in yourself, meaning educate yourself. If you're unemployed, go to, go to classes, learn, get new skill sets. I don't care how old you are. This is applies from the age of zero to 102. Okay. I'm, I'm so sure there's a lot of under two-year-olds out there. Educate yourself. Little known fact that I don't think a lot of people think about during a recession is to review your credit. Contrary to popular belief, lending terms are pretty good for you during a recession. Now, approval criteria tightens a little bit because they don't want to give money to everybody. But those people that they do give money to, those elites, those people with that 800 credit score, no, seriously, but like, you know, 720 or above, our listeners, of course, because you would have a 720 and above if you've been listening. Yeah. They give you (laughs) good money terms. You know, why? Because... People aren't buying things, so they want to stimulate spending. So this would be a a good time to capitalize on what's going on. And speaking of credit, Credit King, I would love these times. I love these times because with credit, you can pounce on these crazy deals to get 0% loans on your credit cards, uh, sometimes with no balance transfer fees. And, um, you know, you can really take advantage or you get your air miles up. You can come on one of the first class trips with me and my family, you know, have some fun. But during this time, you can really take advantage of things. Again, blood in the water. Go swim. Hey, I want to just reiterate, understand your plan. Not everybody else's, your plan. Think global. Like the world is small, despite what the blind elephant thinks. Make your (laughs) business recession proof. And I always say, I don't want the left hand to know what the right hand is doing. Make them totally independent of one another. That's how you got to think of diversifying yourself. And sometimes you have to be bearish. But when everybody else is bearish, you should be bullish. And when everybody else is bullish, you should be bearish. And to me, sometimes I always say in business, if I get into a business and I break even is what I'm looking to do, anything above that is a bonus. So understand that sometimes you may just break even and that's okay. But you're just waiting for the right opportunity to jump out the box. Oh, scary. That was good. I scared you. That was, that was good. And gather some more widgets along the way. So, everybody, you heard it here. We've heard a lot of words of wisdom today. Check your credit. Don't be scared to stick to your plan. All else fails, invest in yourself. 
there are tons of ways that you can really take advantage and question the recession. Don't be scared to jump out there. You're listening to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Matt, take us to commercial. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. I hope everyone's had a good time listening to us question the recession. Before we get out of here today, let you hear from the lady with the facts. Dion? Yes, I'm sure you all have tons of questions out there as we question the recession. So please email them to us to tbgwgc at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Black Guys Good Credit. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review to make it easier for others to find us. Like Miss Hamilton, uh, who said, I love this show cracks me up and is very informative. I am getting in the gist of gaining financial literacy, and I've been looking for different sources to absorb information. I think this podcast is great for that. You guys have the right amount of conversation with facts, and that keeps me listening and wanting more. This podcast is structured well, and I highly appreciate it. Thank you. Well, Ms. Hamilton, we appreciate you. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Dion Nichols, the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold hard facts. And I'm out. Thank you, Dion. So I've had the chance to sit on the sidelines during the last recession, and I've been thinking it over, and now I'm ready to get into the game. I'm tired of watching from the sidelines, and so I've got my plan in place. I'm saving up my money, and I'm ready to go to war. When opportunity knocks, make sure you're there to answer the door. This is the younger half of the two black guys with good credit. My name's Derek Poe, signing off. As the Poe Poe Derek would say, you know, and I believe in any economic environment, there's always an opportunity. It's just about being prepared. You know, if the recession comes our way, hopefully you'll be prepared. Hopefully after listening to the show, you'll have your ducks in order. If they're not in order, you have time to get them in order, people. Get them in order. Make sure that you're ready for what's about to come. Because it's coming. All right? This is Sean, the other, the good-looking half of two black guys with good credit. Keep your money where it belongs. People in your damn pocket. And I'm out. NickNightDirect.com is the fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to NickNightDirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T Direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of NickNightDirect.com and you have my word. podcast, please consider supporting our parent organization, Financially Clean. Clean works to provide financial literacy classes to underserved youth free of charge. In order for us to offset the cost of providing these programs, we need generous contributions from people like you. To make things easy, we've partnered up with CoinUp. It's a platform that allows you to donate your spare change from your purchases, of course up to a limit. Simply visit www.coinupapp.com or download the CoinUp app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. To get started, simply open up the app, choose Clean as your charity, link your credit or debit card, and set a monthly limit. Help us make a big change for financial literacy. 
When you're not opening presents this holiday season, try smashing your way through some tricky chocolate-coated levels on Candy Crush Saga. In between dinner and dessert, switch and match. During one of Uncle Mike's long stories, master the candy. There are thousands of levels to play in the all-time favorite classic match three game. Get that sweet feeling this holiday with Candy Crush Saga. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play for free.